Hey, what's going on? This is the Educated Guest Podcast, and I'm Justin, your host. Hey, if this is your first time listening, I just want to say thank you, first and foremost, for becoming a part of this community. You know, roughly two years ago, over two years ago, in April 2018, we started this virtual art school with more of a feeling than a mission, more of a intuition as opposed to a vision. And what it's morphed into has been something more than we could have ever imagined at the time. But I do want to harken back to what some of that initial intuition and feeling was that has now reached the message or the vision or the feeling has been shared by more than 28,000 people across the world. I think that that's incredible. And certainly we're looking to make that number go up, not for vanity sort of metrics, but also, but more so for um, a spread of what we think is a good message and a good a good platform to stand upon. And that feeling was simply one of frustration, one of um, outcast and outlawed, mainly from what has become a stronghold of information with, re- with regard to practicing as a creative professional. Um, so whether you're a, I mean, we focus heavily on design and we focus heavily on art in the visual sense, but you, that can also, as many people understand, extend across many different disciplines. And we talk about business, we talk about art, we talk about art history, we talk about finances, we talk about mindset. And over time, we realized that there are really three core pillars to what we do and how we teach it. And those three pillars come in the form of our three segments, the first of which is called Incomplete Thoughts, the second of which is called Work Study, the third of which is called Well Read. Each of those have their own specific purpose, whether it be a monologue that you typically hear from me. And at times we'll bring on guests, um, friends who have been practicing in most cases longer than I have in this profession. And they have many cool things to say, many interesting things to say. Um, But if you're into this sort of thing, and if this sounds like something that you're into, um, I just repeated the same exact things. I apologize. Very redundant. Um, if this sounds like something you're into and you want to get more information about it, you can go to educated-guest.com, educated-guest.com, and just subscribe to our newsletter. Um, we're not a big fan of email. Don't bombard you with 20 emails a day, any of that stuff. Um, instead, it's just you'll hear from us when there's something valuable to be said and when there's something valuable to take action on. So I can encourage you in that way to do that. One more thing, I realized that we are not necessarily following the exact uh, pillars that I just outlined in the traditional sense. Typically, um, episodes would go mindset on Mondays and tactics on Wednesdays and then inspiration on Fridays. And as I mentioned in the past episode and past lecture, I realized that there's not necessarily always something to be said. And I would feel more, um, I would feel worse about saying something just for the sake of saying something as opposed to saying something that truly meant something and people really needed. So in that same vein, what we'll be doing is releasing um, what has now become a revamped form of what what we originally planned to be our September content because the feeling of what we had planned for September wasn't necessarily as um, as 
poignant and timely as we would have hoped. One thing that we've began to we've begun to feel is that talking about how to make 10% more or getting into a very how-to clickbaity type of delivery of lecture is not necessarily what people need to hear right now. So if you are in Phoenix, Arizona, if you are in Albuquerque, New Mexico listening right now, and you happen to be a freelance graphic designer or you're a freelance architect, um, or if you are in a big firm and you're trying to break out any of those sort of case studies and case stories that we talk about, anecdotes, what we've realized is that right now people are kind of in a lull, right? Like Q1, Q2, you're busting out the gates and it's much like a four by one relay where it's like, the first three legs are great, but the fourth leg, if you got to run it by yourself, if you had, like you're handing the baton off to yourself right now. You know, if you're a freelancer, you don't have another teammate. It's just you handing it off to you. If you're in a if you're in a company and you're trying to leave and you're not that big of a fan of the firm, you're trying to start your own practice, you're handing the baton off to you right now. And as all of these things continue, you you begin to realize that wow. Um. I'm tired. And if you're anything like us, then you might have listened to the past episode and got some of this sentiment. You, What you need is not necessarily another how-to guide to figure out how to get through the next three months of the year, um, the next 90 days. Instead, what you need and what you're longing for is some understanding and some truth. So that's why today's, ep- today's episode and lecture is about uncovering that truth. So how do you actually move in a space of truth? Not about everything in the world and about life's you know, purpose and living and all these different things. Um, at a certain point, and many people, and it's been, I'm not the first to say this, at a certain point, that sort of that level of philosophizing and that level of um, dictation about the way life should be lived and the way life is that I, that level of idealism is almost like mental masturbation at a certain point. At a certain point, you have to move into the practical and what's practical isn't always what feels good. Yet what feels good isn't always what's best for you in the long term. Hell, in most cases, it's not even best for you past 15 minutes from now. So what we're going to talk about today are three things that I've personally learned and what I've been talking to a lot of friends, family, and colleagues alike. I don't, I don't know. I don't frequently use the word colleague, but I guess it's, it's appropriate. It's the, the PC way of saying friends who I also do work with. Um, collaborators, maybe that's another word. There are three questions that I've come, come across and Maybe three, one of them is a statement and more, more of like a, uh, an assertion as opposed to a question. Um, but what I hope to do over the next 10 to 15 minutes is to simply give you a little play, a mini playbook of sorts to go throughout the next three months. And maybe it will only last you like three days, but those are three days that gave you more minimum, more momentum to at least move in a different direction than you're moving right now. Because I feel the slide. I feel it in the air. I feel it in the energy. It's starting to get a little colder. You're just like if you were at football practice, just like if you were at basketball practice, just like 
you know, anything. This is the fourth quarter in all senses. It's the fourth quarter, not just financially. It's the fourth quarter mentally. It's the fourth quarter physically. It's the fourth quarter um, in, in your relationships. It's the fourth quarter in your practice. And if you don't finish this game strong, if you don't actually turn up in these next three months, and whatever that means for you, maybe turning up is figuring out a way to carve out time for a vacation, figuring out a way to carve out time for your body, feeling a way to carve out time for your mind, turning up in whatever area that you've scored yourself consistently and you realize I'm consistently making a D plus in this area. I'm consistently a D plus friend. I am a C minus, you know, partner. I'm a C minus worker. I'm a C minus whatever it is, student. And after you measure yourself in that way, you have to come to terms with that truth. And then you can course correct. But without that truth, you're left to simply go about your day and not necessarily be concerned with the with how to get better. So let's start with number one. And this is something I heard recently that really, you know, flipped flipped the script for me personally and for a lot of those around me because it forces you to get out of your head and on paper. And I'm, you know, I've always been a big champion of journaling. I've always been a big champion of, you know, I've talked about the idea of a uh, overnight book. Um, if you haven't, actually heard that, then go to um, one of our past lectures and you'll see the word overnight and book next to each other. And that's a good place to listen to what that is. Um, So I'm a big fan of these things. But one thing in particular that someone asked me to do was to simply write down what you're chasing. You know, if you are in a race, if you are in um, some sort of game, if you're willing to participate in this game of capitalism, if you're willing to participate in the game of achievement and the game of performance, there has to be some goal, right? Otherwise it's not, it's not even worth sprinting because if I can walk, if it's a marathon and it really doesn't matter who gets there first, then I might as well walk. And I think that's the attitude a lot of people have adopted because there's not necessarily a clear vision or clear goal or clarity at all. So the first step, as we mentioned before in many different past lectures, is to reach that clarity. And that comes by simply writing down what you're chasing. In most cases, you will only get to like six or seven things on a piece of paper. Six or seven things on a piece of paper. And most of those times, those things will start with more of this, less of that, more of this, less of that, more of this, less of that. And that you realize in doing that, that... It, <laughs> In this exercise, you realize that most of life is simply a game of trade-offs. And people have said that before, and this is not news to you. But as we begin to move through life, you realize that, oh, wow, like I'm truly trading things off. I either want more coffee in my day-to-day, or I want less sugar, or I want more laughs, and I want less crying, or I want more. That It's always, that's, those are only two decisions you're making. And if there is a third, it's an outlier. So what this exercise does for you with step one is to simply see what it is you're after. And step two, someone told me recently, is to simply ask yourself, when and where did these things come from? And how did they show up on this list? And this was the interesting question the 
sort of curveball for me because I've done the exercise before. I mean, they come in many different ex- many different forms of people saying, "Hey, write this down." And you know, I think um, the age old prioritization technique is, you know, uh, I think it's Eisenhower's box or something like that, where it's like urgent. You know, Eisen, the Eisenhower matrix was like the urgent, but not important, important, but not urgent, those sorts of things. Um, and what that helps you do is to the idea is to simply figure out what you should delegate, what you should delete and what you should do, um, those sorts of things um, and what you should schedule. And I get where this was going, but in that the Eisenhower box, one thing that it fails to do is to realize where these things even come from. There's a step before you reach the Eisenhower box, which prioritizes what you allow into your life and what you don't. And that step before it asks a simple question of who is giving, who is writing the script of my life? And I know this sounds like some, you know, self-help type of BS or whatever. And maybe if you're a hardcore architect or hardcore designer or artist or whatever, then you're like, man, I don't need no self-help. Like, that's whack or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's whack until you need help and you don't know how to help yourself. So the idea here is not to insult you with simple frameworks or insult you with basics of mindset development, but to provide a cushion to sit on and a cushion to lean on and maybe a pillow to rest your head on for five minutes that says, hey, have you thought about this in this way? Because quite frankly, this school, this virtual art school is not here to provide every tool that you'll ever need in every facet of life. It's just not simply any way that can be done. But what we can do, and part of our core mission, is to fill in the gaps and close the cultural and cultural gap for artists and designers and the careers that they go after. And one of the big cultural and specific gaps is in how to maintain consistency and how to master the mundane times. And right now things are very mundane. Ain't nothing exciting about September, October. It's starting to get cold in most places. Like don't most, and, and you still can't go outside. It's like if you were planning to go, you know, change jobs, in most cases, like people aren't necessarily looking to hire in the fourth quarter of the year. So interviewing is probably slowing down. And you're starting to come to terms with you're 90 days out from 2021. That's a scary thought for most. So after you write down all these things that you've been chasing and you're chasing, next question I just mentioned is, where do these things come from? And I don't mean like, oh, well, well, this is for school and this is for work and this is for family and this is for that and this is for that. It's like, no, who specifically put this in your head and gave this dream to you? And when did it when did it show up? And I would venture to say that most of the things that you're chasing did not come, have not been, well, number one, have not been along, have not been around for more than 30 days in most cases, because if it's been around for more than 30 days, that means you actually 
have the endurance to withstand whatever hardship you don't, you don't let it get you down. That's why if you're training for the Olympics, you don't start training 15 days out and say, man, that's hard. I don't know how I'm going to do it. You train years in advance. So you've already been working for two and a half, three years. And what's another 30 days? What's another 90 days? It's nothing. But it's those dreams that creep in every 30 days, every 45 days, it's something new that's just hitting your table and you're looking at it and you're like, man, I got to get this, man. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do it. And one thing they talk about in Transcendental Meditation is this idea of the God of mind. Um, and what it what it's all about is this. If you take the example of an ocean. As rocky as the waters are on top. If you go 100 to 200 feet deep, it's near still. It's still. So you have to pay attention. You know, there's many different examples, many different, you know, the signal versus the noise is what how some say it or the the wave caps versus the, the, the undercurrent or these sorts of things. So find your undercurrent. What are the undercurrents for all the wave caps that seem to be popping on your on your list right now? And as you sort of identify a person, place, or time that put these things here, the next thing is you have to decide, the third and final thing is decide where your revolution is going to start. It's a tough time for sure, publicly. You know, I think that it's always, and if you know me well, personally, you know that I, one of my core sayings is that it's, t- it's hard to hate up close. It's very hard to hate up close. It's hard to hate your job. It's hard to hate. And some might say, oh, no, nah, I hate my job up close. I'm up close to it every day and I hate it. OK. But then again, like, who is your job? You hate the building. You hate your manager. You hate your teammates. You hate it all. You hate all like you hate none of it. You hate some of it. So the more specific we get in what it is we will not tolerate we have to realize that that's where the revolution begins. And it's not about breeding hate. It's not about breeding division. It's not about breeding um, intolerance just for the sake of um, you're upset about something, so you leave. No, this is not encouraging people to quit anything. This is encouraging people to take active steps at attacking the truths of their life. Because the truth is, nobody put all these things on your plate except you. Nobody allowed all these things to be this way except for you. Nobody allowed people to talk to you except this, except for you. So if you're frustrated by all all the above about how people are talking to you, how people are treating you, how much you're getting paid, how much sleep you're losing, how much time you're spending on this or not appreciated, how much of this that you're doing and not getting that. Like if you're doing all these things, then you'll begin to realize that no one else in part of the exercise sub bullet sort of one and two is for the purpose of identifying where certain things came from, how they arrived on your plate, when they arrived on your plate. And then lastly, the third and final step is where you take that power back and decide where your revolution is going to start. Because everybody's got a personal revolution. Everybody's got a personal 
mountain to climb. Everybody's got a personal mountain in their way. And in the biblical sense, if you're a Christian, I know this is a, this is really, a, uh, I guess, a religious agnostic, I think is the correct term, um, platform. Um, but in because I guess we try to stay agnostic in the way that we deliver information, it means that we can acknowledge, acknowledge the historical importance of all religions and be able to reference all of them. So that's why I bring Christianity and sometimes I'll bring um, Eastern teachings in, into play. And at times I'll bring um, Islamic practices into play, Jewish practices into play. Like these sorts of things are historically important. Not necessarily that everybody has to believe it, but we can't deny that they have stood the test of time and that there's some valuable principles in all of them. So biblically, there's 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 text all throughout the Bible that states that your mountains will be made flat. Your mountains will be made flat. So what do we mean by that? We mean that the whatever is in your way, your mountain is never meant to be bigger than your mission. So if you have a strong enough mission, what's a mountain to you? So ask your mountain, who are you? Where'd you come from? Why did I allow you to be in my way? And the only thing that's allowing something to be in your way is the idea of how you approach it. If this is simply terrain that you have to go through, then it is what it is. If this is truly in your way and you're feeling like you have to climb this mountain so that someone can feel like your journey was harder, then that's a different story for a different day. So that's all I have for today. Hopefully this lecture was valuable to you. And while this will be officially a part of our work study segment and um, align with those values, I don't think it necessarily falls into the realm of professional practice or anything like that. Instead, I really truly believe that this is about holistic development as a person. And as a result, we will certainly get back to professional practices and the day-to-day -day activities that are beneficial. And we've talked about them. I mean, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of information here for you to go back and, and research about specifics about how to make money doing what you're doing. And when we talk about professional practice, that's ultimately what people want to know is, okay, when it's all said and done, how do I communicate to somebody that what the thing I just made is worth some money or the things I know is worth are worth money and not just $50. I'm talking about enough to support a family. And that's what we're talking about. And that's the type of energy we have here. Um, and if you like this sort of thing, if this fits your mood, if this fits your vibe, this was a, a little moment for you that made your day better. There's two things that I'm asking. Um, one, I don't really ask people to do much about this show or anything like that. Um, but in specifically, what I'm hoping to do is simply ask that you share this with one friend, whether it be on Instagram, maybe there's 2,000 people following you and 200 people look at your stories or something like that. Just post, post on your story, tag our Instagram, that sort of thing. That helps grow organically, get the word out. Um, we don't currently run ads or anything like that. So organically is how we grow. Um, the second thing I am asking you to do is to simply go, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just take literally 90 seconds, maybe more than that. It's probably more like three minutes because people type slow. But if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I hope it's five stars. Hopefully this, hopefully this was valuable for you in your day. And just 
leave something positive to say. And, you know, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything. No. <laughs> uh, certainly, like, I don't feel the need to muzzle anyone with regard to what they have to say, but I think that we put enough time and energy into how we think about our delivery of information, um, value, and like I've mentioned at the very beginning of this, we don't really want to say anything unless there's something important to be said. And as a result, I think you'll have good things to say. At least I hope so. That said, hopefully your week's going well and I will talk to you.